Hi, I'm Jessica, and this is the Jessica Rules the Universe podcast. Our topic today is mindfulness. Like, don't I have enough things on my mind without having to keep my mind on my mind? What is mindfulness and how is it supposed to help me? This podcast is brought to you by We Sell It at WeSellIt.ph. We know IT, we sell IT. Welcome to the Jessica Rules the Universe podcast. Our guest today is Lord Fernandez, who after many years of working in a corporate setting, is taking a work break to explore mindfulness and maybe a second career as a mindfulness coach. Hi, Lord. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for inviting me to appear in your podcast. You're not really appearing because, well, you know, they again. can't see you. So, so, ano kaya yung tamang verb? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Thank you for having me in your podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, you, you'll just be present. Yes. Yes. And so, um, the, your, your name is Lord. Yeah. So, whenever we talk about you, we always feel that we're becoming evangelical Christians. Yeah. And parang whenever you're, we expect you to arrive, it's like the apocalypse is coming. Yeah. So please tell us where your name is from. Well, my name is actually, was given by my grandmother. Okay. Um, so my name was supposed to be Lord Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. And by the way, my sister is Lady Michelle. But Lord Charlemagne is very long. I wait a minute. So pareho kayo ng concept ng anak ni Pacquiao na Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So, yon. Yes. But we're not really royalty, but we're just royal pains in the behind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. First, please tell us what mindfulness is. Because a lot of us have the wrong idea. As in, mm. I always thought it was something connected to yoga, actually. The thing about minding your breaths, etc., etc. What exactly is mindfulness? Well, if you think about it, yoga can be a practice in mindfulness. Okay. Right? So... Um, and a lot of the mindfulness practitioners practice yoga and mm-hmm. meditation and all that. But, it, but for us, um, it's more than just yoga and meditation. So mindfulness really is just being at the present. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're doing something, you're being at the present. So where, where, when you're eating or when you and I are having a conversation, it means that I am present. I'm listening to what, what you're saying. As in fully alert. Fully present and observing what's happening at this moment in time. Yeah, so this you know, this this means that you can actually be sitting in this chair but not be present. Yes. How can that happen? Like, I say, where would I be? Uh, that's true. <laughs> well, physically you might just be here, but uh, your mind might not actually be here. Oh, your mind so might actually be. I could be by in Middle else. Earth, ganon, and yeah. you know, I'm throwing the ring into Mount Doom, yeah. but I'm really here. Or you can actually be thinking of what you're having for dinner tonight. Ah, uh, so basically, it's like um, all your faculties are in the same space at, at the same time. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we. I mean, that's one aspect of mindfulness. Um, And the other piece of um, mindfulness is really being in the present, observing what's happening here, but suspending judgment. Oh, and that is the tough part. Yes. Yes. Because if there's anything we all have in common, super judgmental tayo. Yeah. Yeah. And and we we needed it. I mean, to survive as a species, we actually Mm -hmm. needed. Some judgment. Now, this is good. This is bad. This is this tastes good. This tastes bad. But yes. but there are moments. That's why you can't always. You can't be fully mindful all at a time. Mm-hmm. You can actually choose to be mindful at certain moments of your life. But 
but how can I refrain from judging someone? Suppose he's wearing really horrible shoes. Then of at course, that time. <laughs> of course, you know, I'm already judging him. Oh my God, ang mahal ng sapatos niya, pero ang panget naman. So, but just, at that, that time, him. you're not mindful. Just mm-hmm. accept the fact that at that time, when you're judging somebody, you're not mindful. Yeah, and then also, when you're judging someone... And then you stop now. Oh my God, I'm so judgmental. Judgment din yes, yun. Yes, exactly. Yun. <laughs> right, right. So um, This is and, very confusing. And Yes. And it's like, um, what do you call that? What's that movie of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio where it just iterates and... Um, ano yun yung... They, they're in the dream, in the dream, in the ah, dream. Inception. Yes, Inception. Mm-hmm. So your mind can actually get into that. You know, you judge something and then you judge yourself for judging that. And then you judge yourself for judging the judging of the judging. So where are you now? <laughs> So, but, 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 help, so, I want to sleep. <laughs> so, exactly. So that's why mindfulness is really, you stop it in the beginning. Like, hey, stop judging, right? So my obvious next question is, if I get into mindfulness, won't it make me an even more self-indulgent asshole than I already am? Alam ko, judgment yan. Oh no, I'm judging myself. Yes. But really, you know, parang self-indulgence is something we always have to guard against, right? Right, right. Yes. But I think, uh, so when, when I saw this question or, or when you asked that question, I asked myself, why does Jessica think that it's self-indulgent? Maybe you can explain that and, and, and then I can answer that. Um, self-indulgence, as in thinking of yourself all the time, it's a, it's a species of vanity, I right. guess. You know, it's like, it's all about me. Right. And then I make myself the center of the universe, etc., etc. Okay, so, so that's the, I think that's the mis- another misconception about mindfulness. Because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people think that um, when, especially in the contemplative part of, of mindfulness because there are two ways to be mindful and I'll talk about that later. When people think that you're meditating, right? Um, a lot of people think that you're really just talking, thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. When it's not, it mm-hmm. really is. When you're meditating, you're observing what is happening in your mind. So, But that's what I do all the time. <laughs> Really? I, I live in my head. Yeah, you live in my head. But oh, no, no, get... I live in my head, not your head. <laughs> you, you live in your head. Yes. But you, you, you get carried away with the thoughts. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Are you able to actually detach yourself from those thoughts? Mm, I don't know, actually. I don't think... I, I, my, my, my thinking is that a lot of us don't. Mm-hmm. When, when we're actually in that contemplative state or when we're, we're, we're introspective, we don't really realize that there are thoughts happening in our mind and we can't actually be that. You know, yung third person omniscient, right? Okay. So when you're, when you're a writer, you actually write about what's happening in another character's yes. story. Yes. Um, uh, character's mind or, or what, yeah. in, in his it's thoughts. A, it's a kind of empathy exercise. Right. So um, in... In my, somebody who has a strong mindfulness practice is able to actually take that 3 po perspective. Okay. So you're actually going to observe what's happening in your mind and then like take it down. Like, ah, there's a thought of I'm thinking that of, of ice cream right now mm-hmm. or I'm feeling this way right now. So in the end, you're not really drawn into your personality because you're actually getting detached from the personality that you have actually developed. Okay, so in a way, mindfulness is the opposite of wala lang. As in, you know, when you <laughs> yes. ask someone, 
Ano ginagawa mo ngayon? Wala lang. It doesn't, it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense, right? Yes. There, there's really something that you're doing right now. It's just yes. that you are not fully aware of what you're doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. Or pag tinanong ka na, anong iniisip mo ngayon? And then you're like, I, nothing. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, side question. Okay. Um, I've tried um, going to meditation sessions a few times. Okay. I fall asleep within five minutes. Exactly. What, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Why can't I meditate like other people? And there are many people who are actually like I that. I fall you asleep. Know? And, and sometimes I do as well. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when I'm when I'm tired, I fall I'm asleep. I'm not even tired. <laughs> oh, I still can't. <laughs> uh, because when when you're in that meditative state, yes. right? The what the skill that is being developed is you being aware mm-hmm. while you're meditating. Mm-hmm. When you're sleeping, you're no longer aware. So mm-hmm. that means you just let your mind run. And then you're not watching what your uh, so thoughts I should, are. I should put more effort into staying awake. Yes, and observing what's happening with your body, with your breath. That's why you always, um, a lot of the people who meditate have to watch their breath. That's the, that's the easiest to actually pay attention to. Okay. But there are some people who actually watch their thoughts. Like uh-huh. me, that's what I do. Like uh, Sometimes when I meditate, oh, there's that thought, and I get distracted, and I get back. So it's it's going back to that movie you mentioned, Inception. We need that machine that lets us see our own thoughts. Correct, correct. To to visualize them, right. yes. Because Parang, so far, what we have now is you know, the uh, electroencephalograph, and I saw lines and squares. Right, 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 right. So so a big part of mindfulness is really what we call is the entity, which is the observer. Mm-hmm. Um, when you develop that observer mind, it helps you get through a lot of different things. Like when you're fearful, like me, I have a very wild imagination and sometimes when I'm taking a shower, I imagine that I'm go- some- there's a slasher. Uh, so it's, it's part of, oh my God, I'm Janet Lee in Psycho. Correct, right? right? So, <laughs> yes. so that moment, thought comes into your mind and mm-hmm. then you actually run away with that imagination and now you're like, I can't. That happens every time I watch a scary movie. So exactly. I avoid watching scary movies right. because, for instance, I once made the mistake of watching Zodiac. The yeah, yes, movie, yeah. late late at night. It's yeah. not Momo, but it's serial killer. Yes, so yes. at the slightest sound, I would jump. Right, yeah. right, right. And then you you're not in charge anymore of what your thoughts are, and yeah. then you get carried away with those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But if you bring up your observer mind, your your observer mind says, "Hey, that's just your imagination," and then you calm down. Because for me, that um, one of the helpful things that have happened to me with mindfulness is I am no longer afraid of flying. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when there's, like, um, turbulence... turbulence then, I love turbulence. It puts me to sleep. Oh, me. <laughs> me too. It actually puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when, when it's really heavy, heavy turbulence, I, 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 I get fearful. Mm-hmm. But then I bring up my observer mind. And I'm like, huh, you're fearful. And then that observer mind is calm. And then whatever emotion I'm feeling before I bring up the observer actually just goes away. That's good. So, yeah. what about, so for people like myself and our friend Bubbles, we have anger issues. Yes. So I can be, you know, totally calm now, but, you know, I, I can be furious and turn into the Hulk in the next two seconds. Right. So, right. how does mindfulness help us then? Yeah. Well, one thing... You can notice na, okay, you're turning green already. You're yes. turning, you're hulking out. Okay, yeah. stop it, stop well, it. Well, if you think about it, in one of the Avengers movie, that's what um, um, Scarlet 
yeah, was trying, Black Star was trying to do, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever his name. What, what's her name again? Yeah, see, Black Widow. She was Black trying Widow. to calm him down. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was interesting when, when the Hulk says that his secret is he's always angry. Yes. Which means somehow it's under control. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's always angry. And one thing that I would like to talk about as far as anger is concerned is anger in as an emotion, it's, it, it's very fast. Yes. When you feel anger, you don't even have to... Uh, you can't control it because it's yes, like because it just brings up yeah right? it, it's it's very sudden there's yes. no warning yes mm-hmm. now the question is when you get angry do you let it pass through you mm-hmm. or do you try to to actually keep the thoughts that make you angry or angrier well um in my case you know when i get angry it's it happens very quickly and I don't like to hold it in because my head might explode. Correct, right. Yeah. Which, uh, so then that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you get angry and then you let it pass through. Some people, p- part of their problem is that they, they get angry and then they justify the anger. And, you know, like when you get angry with, with um, an incompetent service person, mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, right? And then you get angry and then you think, then this person needs to actually know it's their job and whatever. So, so the initial anger... It actually passes through really quickly. Mm. But if you justify that anger, you stay angry. And that's a problem. As you mm-hmm. said, your head might explode. If so you so what, what should you do then? Then, then the, for me, when in the practice of mindfulness, you observe that anger and say, hmm, I'm angry. And okay. then just move on. You know? And a lot of our emotions, and those are some of the things that, that um, um, you actually practice when, when you meditate or when you practice mindfulness. You observe the emotion and where is the emotion sitting? You know, mm-hmm. like when you're when you're sad, um, when you think of a sad moment, where do you actually feel feel that emotion of sadness? Uh, Are you aware? In the chest area. Yes. Yes. Right. So it feels cold for me. Yes. Sadness actually manifests on my arms. Mm-hmm. I feel cold okay. or I feel weak. Right. And that's because emotions have um, are connected to our bodies. It's mm-hmm. really just chemicals in, in, in our bodies manifesting, yes. right? Um, right. So, um, so because it's a chemical reaction of our body, it actually just goes away mm-hmm. if you let it pass through you. But sometimes the mind actually is the culprit of staying sad or staying angry. angry. or Yeah, because we think that uh, because the initial emotion triggers another thought that will actually trigger a different emotion and it just goes on and go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're mindful, you actually just say, hey, I'm angry right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm still angry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of actually thinking of a justification to stay angry. You know, okay. so that's where people like you who said, who says that, hey, I'm, I, I, I get angry or mm-hmm. our friend Bubbles, right? That's your natural reaction. And people who don't get angry, there's something wrong with them. So, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so, um... So I'm normal? Yes, you are. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Can you, well, you're, I, I don't know if you want to be normal. I don't know. Yeah, for instance, when I was coming into, you know, to, to meet with you, and then at the guard, they asked me, what is my purpose for being here? It's not your guard. It's this. <laughs> well, I didn't exactly scream that, but was, that was what I was thinking. What do I have to tell the guard what right. I'm doing here? Exactly, yeah. right? But what, but how? But how how long did you actually keep that thought? Well, not long, not exactly, long. just a few right. seconds. Yeah. Yes. but that's okay. I mean, that's normal for you. I mean, it, and that's I think that 
it goes back to non-judgment. A lot okay. of the things that ha- that's happening to us, mm-hmm. it just happens. It is what it is. So, how did you become interested in mindfulness? Ah, uh, good question. Um, so, I have a friend who's um, who owns a yoga studio, okay. um, and she's the one who she's she she's like my teacher. And um, one of the things that she she asked me to do is, do you want to actually go through this um, mindfulness? Um, coaching session with her because okay. she is a, she is a coach and at that time um, I was actually going through a difficult part, time in my life because my niece had cancer at that time okay. yeah. and uh, actually in the middle of of those sessions because it's a nine week session my niece passed away so mm-hmm. so the grieving yeah. is what actually what I wanted to deal with yeah which is um, which is Unusual because I would think that um, if you were really sad or grieving, um, turning your mind on your mind is the last thing you want to do. I say most people would just want to escape and get right. as far away from it exactly. as possible. Right. And you went to the source. Yes. So, yeah. So I actually had to to um, to talk about the grieving process, what I really felt about. And one of the things about our emotions is if you actually either run away from it mm-hmm. or not face it, then it just gets stuck. As, as we said, it's just a chemical reaction in our body. Yes. So, so if we force to stop it, then it's just there and mm-hmm. then it will just pop up yeah. uh, another time when uh, you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And, and for me, grief, a lot of people say, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. But like you, when you said that you're angry, you're angry for a short period of time. Yes. You're not always angry. Yeah. Even people who are depressed, they are depressed not all the time. Mm-hmm. There are moments in their lives where, when they are not depressed. Well, unless, of course, they're catatonic now with, yes, like, with, with, with sadness, which I really don't want to be. But yeah. well, the, well, the thing about anger is, it's not entirely a useless emotion. It's after, not. After your burst of anger, you feel somehow clean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As in, you know, your, your, your mind is clear. And, yeah, even yeah. grief is like that. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, you go through that. Your body actually allows you to feel these emotions, so that you can figure out what to do next. Okay. Right, like anger. Um, a lot of people uh, who don't get angry over the injustices in the world, as I said, there's something wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's actually what will propel you to take some action. Grief is also like that. Grief allows it's like a you call to, to arms. Yes, to reach out to somebody, mm-hmm. or. That's the manifestation for somebody to reach out to you and like comfort you during that time. Yeah. So you you continued with the mindfulness coaching course. Yes. Yeah. So so I took the the mindfulness coaching course. It took us like three months. It's supposed to be nine weeks, but uh, it took us three months to actually finish it. This podcast is brought to you by WeSellIt.ph. WeSellIt is your business's one-stop shop for your information technology needs. It has a wide variety of software and hardware solutions and offers basic telephone consultation. It's also the only place you can buy electronically delivered software such as Microsoft Office and Autodesk. So you don't even have to step outside the house when you need software. When it comes to information technology, we know IT, we sell IT. Sometimes the best way to actually listen to, listen to somebody's story is to just repeat it. This is what I heard you say. 
And then for somebody who's actually, and, and that's powerful for a lot of people in those stories, in, in, in that session, because a lot of people say, this is the first time that I've ever been acknowledged and ever been listened to. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah you, you, um, you listen to a story and then you repeat the story to someone and they, they tell you if you heard everything yes. as they said it. Yeah. Because I would think that I would editorialize. Yes. I would put a lot of myself <laughs> yes. into it and, and then I would say that. I would add an action sequence here and whatever. And then you took over the story and it's no longer no, the other person's story. that's not mindful anymore. It's not mindful anymore. I would guess that keeping a journal is kind of a mindfulness exercise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that um, like for you, um, you might not think that you have a mindfulness practice, but I assure you, you do. Because when you read, right? And yeah. this, and for me, my reading is, is, is a very difficult practice for me. When you read, do you get lost in the story that oh, you read? All the time, yes. If, if the book is any good, I'm there. Yeah, you're, you're in that, in, in the words, you're in the, the, the scene that yes. the, the book has. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not like that, Jessica. For me, when I read, my mind actually goes to another... So that's why I don't read as fast. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I, I have to actually pull in my mind into the story, into the words, because I get lost. Well, I find that when I'm reading a piece of fiction, it helps to cast the movie in my head. <laughs> so that I can see the movie in my head. So right. um, I become more personally involved. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, your mindfulness practice is reading. Mm-hmm. Because okay. you're fully present whenever you read. For me, I have to practice on it because it's not something that I do well. Okay. So, um, is mindfulness part of a religious practice? Um, For some. Uh, yoga or Zen Buddhism? Yeah. Or? I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the tradition it comes from Buddhism, right? Um, a lot of the Buddhist monks have mindfulness practices. Even the Catholic Church, even, even you know, the, the saints have uh, meditation practices. But it doesn't have to be. Um, right now, um, it's becoming more secular. Uh, a lot of people actually realize that, especially the, like Google. Yes. Google actually, as a company, has this mindfulness Expert, yeah, you right? gave me a book by yeah. um, the mindfulness expert. Yeah, and the book is called Search Inside Yourself. It's yes. like really like Google searching in. Search, there, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so um, they have a person who's who's working on that because they realize that people who are mindful are more productive because they're happy with the job that they have. Uh, so mindfulness is like having a personal Google. Yes. You search. <laughs> you search. Yeah. So we live in a very. Um, so he, he, the digital age, everything is coming at you very mm-hmm. fast. I said, we have friends like our friend Alan, who seems to be in 10 different places at once. Yes. And I find that exhausting because, yeah. you know, you cannot really focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So how does mindfulness help people to deal with the fact that everything is happening at the same time? Because especially if you have social media, right. as in um, you're constantly a ringing, you have turned into a ringing phone. That doesn't stop. Yeah. Well, I guess the statement that I'll make is that those people don't have any mindfulness practice at all. Mm-hmm. Right? So what, what can they do for a start? Um, okay. So, so, yeah. Okay. Then that's a good question. For instance, you know, you, you're all over the social media, et cetera, et cetera. How can you, um, how can you have any sort of mindfulness in your life? If mm-hmm. you have a job, you have social media, you have right. relationships, what? Right. So, so for me, I think that... Let's go back to what I was saying that there are two ways that 
we in our practice have as far as mindfulness is concerned. One mindful practice is the contemplative one, where you have to sit down and to think, or like you know, mind your breath and all that. It's like Zen, where yeah. um, well, it's it's really mind-boggling because I have a friend who's been doing Zen for many years, mm-hmm. and she says she says something about emptying your head, which I feel is. How will I do that? How will I, you know, stop yes. myself from thinking? Because yeah. if I say don't think, of course I'm thinking don't think. Yes. yes. But when you read, do you think of other things or do you just read whatever's on the if, word? If it's a really good piece, then I will only be there. In then that, at that moment, your mind is actually empty of the other things and it's just filled with your words. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I meditate, I, I try, not always, I try to just fill my mind with the breath the inhale and the exhale and therefore everything else is out so so that's that's the contemplative part right um emptying your mind by filling it or doing something that is not related to imagining or thinking of other things okay so so mm-hmm. so that's that's contemplative but there is that practice where you do it in in the real world okay um and this is distancing your reaction or distancing your action from the initial reaction. So, mm-hmm. like, earlier when, when you said that... Um, and when you said distancing your action from the initial reaction, my my, my immediate response was, telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but no, but, but, but for me, this really has something to do with what do you do on autopilot, right? And uh, there's a lot of things that are pre-programmed in our mind, yes. right? Uh, where, for example, uh, good good... Um, good example is when my when I'm bored, I pick up my phone. Yeah. To look at Instagram. Yeah. Right. So so that has been pre-programmed in our mind because it had been a habit. So a mindfulness the the other mindfulness practice is you actually deciding that when the trigger is actually there, I will choose a different reaction or I will choose mm. a different action. So. So now you say, okay, when I'm bored, instead of me picking up my phone... I will take a walk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that is also a mindfulness practice. So for people who are trying to change their habit as far as the social media is concerned, they can try to do that with, 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 with that practice. And in, in our uh, mindfulness coaching, that's one of the things that we, we ask. So we ask, them to, uh, we ask people to do the contemplative part. And we also do this. What is your practice? Like for me, my practice was about my, my dad. So when I, my practice was whenever we have dinner, I will not look at my phone and I will listen to whatever is my dad's topic of conversation for that evening. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so, so that is how somebody like in the, so, like the social media thing. So that, that's interesting. So you just thought of a basic mindfulness exercise for everyone who is... You know, overscheduled, yes. overworked, overexposed to social media. I right. said, when you have dinner with your friends, everyone do not look at your phones. Right, right. Yeah. If that's a practice, but it needs to be consistent. Like yes. every week, at least you need to actually do it twice a week, right? Yes, um, right. So yeah, yeah, that can be a practice. Yes, because you know, etiquette <clears throat> has moved on. As in, a few years ago, when you're having dinner, 
um, it's very bad manners to look at your phone. But right. now you're having dinner and everyone is having dinner and everyone is it's looking at their looking phone. Looking at their phone. And yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and and it used to be okay. bad manners. And, you know, I want to get a shoe and start hiring <laughs> right. people. Right. Yeah. But right now, it, 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 it's totally, you don't even have to... Like when, when, when somebody calls nobody you... Nobody says, excuse me. And yeah, nobody says, hey, I need to actually take this. When you're having a conversation exactly. with somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it really has changed. But we can actually dial it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. dial it down. And for me, um, we also need, the forgiveness part of the, uh, of mindfulness needs to be there. That if you miss out on one one time, then you recognize, oh, I miss it out, and then mm-hmm. I understand that you miss it out. But recognize that the next time, the time that you missed out on your commitment in the past doesn't give you an excuse to miss out on the next one. Right. And so, what are the benefits of mindfulness? So, mm-hmm. what is the goal if you become mindful? I guess being mindful is the goal, but what are the benefits? Yeah, uh, so it, it, it actually depends on on different people, right? Yeah. Um, so I can share with you some of the things that I have seen uh, through my coaching sessions and myself, right? Uh, one is, uh, I, I think I've already talked about the fact that we don't become slaves to our emotions, mm-hmm. right? Because you distance the action that you're going to take yeah. based on the emotion that you have, right? right? So, so... Um, so that's one, right? And 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 you know, are even 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 positive emotions like joy mm-hmm. <laughs> and pleasure. Mm-hmm. If you actually get sucked into the pleasure, then then you don't do anything. You just become become complacent and okay. just not do anything, right? So that's one. Not becoming slaves to our emotion is one. The second thing that I can um, share is that you get things done because, um, like for me writing right mm-hmm. I, I, I told myself the only way that I can actually finish this novel is I write five minutes a day mm-hmm. and during those five minutes the only thing that I'll do is just write even if it's so difficult for me to actually write because the judgment and what if this happens to me right yes, or what yes. people don't like this right so so getting things down getting the the important things that you think are important done mm-hmm. right so so that's so that's that's, a, that's another part of it right um, and then I think that for me also, it made me, it helped me in connecting with people mm-hmm. because as I said, you're not being mindful if you're not listening to the person that you're having conversation with, if you're actually thinking of your response instead of really listening to people. So it helped me in my, as a leader in my previous organization, whenever somebody, it's normal for people to come into my office and then cry <laughs> because mm-hmm. they feel that they can actually just share with me. Uh, the things that is happening in their life. I wouldn't know what to do if people started crying in front of me. I, I find that very distressing. It, it, it can be the first time. And so I I bought a box of cleaners to make yes. sure that I'm prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And then so the second thing is you just listen. Mm-hmm. You know, you just listen and realize that it's okay for them to actually cry in front of you. you know? Although I do find that... Um, Total strangers sometimes will overshare their lives with me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I guess it's because I'm a total stranger. But also, you know, I want to tell them, you know, I write for a living. And this will probably end up in a story. So, <laughs> do you, you, know, do you get them warning? about your privacy. Do you get them warning? Yes, I do. And Good. then, you know, they, they seem to find that funny. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, 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 yeah. But anyway, so those are just three things. There are many, many different things that I can think of. But those are the three that were important and really manifested in my life ever since I had a serious mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and um, it always amazes me when um, when I hear of people living in the Philippines where everyone is so touchy-feely and oversharing mm. that, that um, they're kind of they, they've repressed their emotions and they cannot they cannot behave the way they want to behave or say what they mean. Right. It's always mind-boggling, but yeah. it is a common problem. It is, and, and and as I said earlier, if you actually just bottle it up, if you can't have a conversation with your husband or your wife. Um, about how you feel, mm-hmm. right? And recognize that that emotion just passes. So, well. so mindfulness will help you there because first, it will help you sort out exactly what you feel. Yes. And then you can express it to your partner. And yes. This is what is going right. on. Yeah. And then the other piece is because you are so in tune in what you're feeling uh, when that emotion arises, you also become sensitive to the micro... Um, manifestations of that emotion in the person that you're talking to. Interesting. Okay. So empathy becomes stronger as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, this reminds me of um, a conversation I had a long, uh, a long time ago with a friend. It's not exactly about mindfulness, but we were talking about, you know, um, what is more important, you know, being ha- um, having a happy life mm-hmm. or having a meaningful, meaningful life. life. And then, which led me to think, why does it have to be a choice? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. so, so what, what do you think? I said, you know, is happiness possible? So what is the definition of happiness that you had with your friend? Um, I guess that's it. We, ha- we didn't even define it. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, um, a lot of us think that happy, it's two things as far as happiness is concerned. One is pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right, because we are happy when we're having a pleasurable experience. Yes, like for me, having Krispy Kreme donuts on Saturday because I'm keto on uh, keto that's not diet, happy. Right? Yes, that's a sugar high. <laughs> yeah, but it's pleasure as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> something that you actually have pleasure with. Mm-hmm. A lot of people equate happiness with pleasure, and that pleasure actually giving you that high all the time, right? Yes. And then the other piece that I think of as far as happiness is concerned is when we are content when i'm so happy with my life right now nothing should change mm-hmm. a lot of people equate happiness with those two things at least those two things there might be other things but for me that's the strongest manifestation of happiness the problem is when you are in a pleasure state or when you are in that content state then you don't grow Mm-hmm. There's no meaning in your life because yeah. meaning comes from growth. Yes. Right? And one of the things that I've been yeah, sharing with managers... Yeah, if you're content, that's it. You're going to be stagnant now. Yes. You won't want anything to change. Yeah, right? And, and But the problem is that's how people think happiness is. Now, let's... Let, so, I'll, I'll use one of the examples that I share with, my, with the managers who used to report to me. So, I told them that as leaders, it's not a responsibility to make our people happy. And I might actually be crucified by a lot of people mm-hmm. there. Like, ah, that's why he's like that. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, no, but, but I should think that would, uh, you know, um, no one really is in charge of your happiness but right. yourself. Right. right. So, so me, as a manager, it's not my responsibility to m- make you happy, right, as a leader. But it is my responsibility to help you grow. And for you to grow, I need to give you things that you're not comfortable with that will actually get you out of your pleasure zone. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. so so for me, when I do that, I will most probably make you unhappy because you're doing something that you're not comfortable with for the sake of growth, right? Mm-hmm. But the only way that you get your meaning and your purpose is to actually grow. So, 
so go, going back to your question, if your happiness is, is actually centered on pleasure mm-hmm. and contentment, yeah. then no, you can't find meaning in that. Mm-hmm. But for me, because um, I actually hired um, an executive coach this year, and I told him that my goal as far as this executive coaching is concerned is for me to actually live a life of love and joy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually evaluated what that meant. Love is really to create. Because love is a creative process. It's yeah. a creative emotion. And joy for me is the sense of achievement. Mm-hmm. And you're in my condo right now. And one of the things that I feel joy, uh, extreme joy with, is whenever I stand in that ba- uh, outside the balcony yes. and yes. I look at the Pasig River yeah. and recognize that this is mine. And the reason I feel happy is because it was a sense of achievement. Who would have thought that I would buy this property in this beautiful building? So That's it, true. So that sense of achievement gives me joy. Well, sometimes, you know, it's very weird, but I could be doing absolutely nothing. And then suddenly, I feel this strange burst of happiness. Wala lang. Yeah. I, I'm just happy. Yeah. It has yes, no reason. I'm just happy. Yeah. And then you observe it, and then it just passes through. Yes. Like any yes. other emotion, it just right. passes through. You can't always but, be happy, Yeah, right? but I want more of that. Oh, and also I have to tell you. Happiness, if you are writing a book, happiness mm. is counterproductive. Because why would you want to write a book? You're happy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're content yeah, with your life. If you're already content, right. why would you want to do anything yeah. else? You would want to stay there. And happy people. And, and, and here's the thing. If, if you are content with your life, your story is not going to be interesting. That's true. Right? Because the, the story becomes interesting when the character actually goes through a crisis. Yeah, and you know, even as a child, I used to worry about these fairy tales that end with, and they lived happily Happy. ever after. I was yeah. like, you sure? Yeah, because it, it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, it, it, it's like, become... the, the, it sounds like the most boring thing ever. It's either the most boring thing ever or it's a lie because you know that. Yeah, and the only way that, that you can actually be happily ever after is if you die and you go to heaven. Maybe they die after that. Yeah, and then what if there's reincarnation and they send you back? Oh. And that's why, I mean, in the Buddhist tradi- in the Buddhist tradition or in the Hindu tradition, right? Living your life is actually suffering, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, yes. And the only way that you can get over suffering or get to nirvana is for you to die and leave this body, right? Mm-hmm. If 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 anyone listening says I want to start leading a mindful life, how would you? How um, I, I want to start having some kind of mindfulness practice. Yeah. What can you recommend, you know, for a starter? Well, if, uh, like, well, they can contact me. <laughs> <laughs> but the other piece that I think that they can start doing is, like, look at an aspect of their life that they can commit to mm-hmm. um, um, for a mindfulness practice. For example, having dinner with your family, right? Yes. That, I think, is a good practice for you, right? Listening to somebody or having a conversation with somebody who matters in your life. And listening to that person, that can be a start, right? That's maybe true. just once a week. Yeah, or, or maybe the, what we talked about earlier where um, you ask someone to tell you a story and you listen to them 100% and then you tell their story back. Yes. Yeah? That would be a good yeah, practice. Yeah, that's a good practice. Me walking my dog. Mm-hmm. It's actually a mindfulness practice, you know. Yeah. Instead of thinking of something else, I actually pay attention to my dog so that my dog also doesn't stray. I knew my cats were gurus somehow. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, so how do people get in touch with you? Um, so I'm actually on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's um, I am Lord Fernandez. Um, I, uh, 
letter letter I, I letter, letter M, M and then Lord, Lord Fernandez at right? Instagram. Yeah, and I also have a website. It's lordfernandez.com. This podcast was brought to you by WeSellIt.ph. We know IT. We sell IT. Post your comments, questions, suggestions, whatever at jessicarulestheuniverse.com or send us a message on Instagram at jessicazafraskatz.